The lesbian bar is making a comeback. This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. An off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Welcome to TFG Unbuttoned. John Nash here with my good friend and co-host Tim Bennett. You can find us here on Tuesdays and listen for the Focus Group the other show that we do and that drops in audio format on saturdays but if you want to watch the video of that it's available on youtube uh, at our channel focus group radio or at uh, facebook which is also focus group radio um, and everything's available at focusgroupradio.com i think we are having a theme here <laughs> focus group radio so welcome to september and the fall although summer technically goes into what september 21st or something like that yeah, I believe it's mid, yeah, big toward the end of September. But Labor Day is usually the official, I guess, official in calendar end of summer. Yeah, well, you're before, not supposed to wear white after in the Northeast anyway. <laughs> don't wear just, white. You just maybe remember Serial Mom, <laughs> right, with the white shoes. So I do put my white bucks away, and I've got a pair of plaid shoes I won't wear. And you follow the rules. Hey, before I forget, uh, Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987, is a partner of ours here on the Focus Group. And later in the broadcast. We are going to start a game for the month of September called Pick That Flick. We're giving away Criterion discs, DVDs, and Blu-rays. It's Criterion Month uh, at Critics' Choice Video, and you could listen and have a chance to win some movies. Uh, so we'll get back to that later in the show. So September again. Sorry about that. You put everything away. You follow the rules. You're back to like none of the summer stuff can be broken out. I guess unless you go on a vacation south or something. Well, I think you're still not supposed to. I don't know. <laughs> I, I had trouble with Ferris Bueller's Day Off because Ferris, it was, uh, I believe it was, they were still in school, right, mm-hmm. when that they took were. place. And he was wearing white bucks. I don't I, I For some reason, I thought it was a little too pre-season because it was Chicago. I don't think it was Memorial. Tim, do you remember how you had to take care of those buckskins, the white bucks? Well, you're did supposed you to have brush that, them in the have... chalk and the bag and the whole deal. I uh-huh. don't do that anymore. I just, they get dirty, then... They're dirty. I Didn't brush. you have? Did you have that thing? It was like a, it's a shoe polish thing with some kind of sponge on top. That yeah. See, I had to wear them in marching band, and we had to be. We were told. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Where was marching band? High school. You were in the band at marching band. I didn't think they were. They marched anywhere. Where did you march? Oh wait a minute. Maybe I was just in. Maybe that was the fife and drum corps. But I played tuba. Oh. And, I know you did the tuba because you said it was simple. But I remember our uniforms were blue pants, white. They were all. It's all polyester somehow. With a was a memorial school maybe. Mm, No, because uh, tuba was high school. um, But the the white must have been a sidebar. Must have been a sidebar thing. It could have been. Now that I think Mm -hmm. about it, kept it quiet, Nash. You slipped (laughs) for all these years. So. We had to wear white box, and the rule was that the edge of the shoe, the sole, had to always be bright white. You know, you couldn't let that get dirty. So there was this, I forget the name of the, the kiwi, kiwi shoe polish. Right, kiwi shoe polish. And so a little kiwi sponge, used and you to, to you yeah, go along the side. And you go along the edge, and it would, I think the it was like a, fresh. a painter or a guy or something, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> probably full of lead. <laughs> so here today, yeah, probably full of lead, exactly. Just for kids. Uh, so here today we learned something. You learned something new about marching band. I should find a picture of me in that full <laughs> regalia. Well, that, and we still want to see the Easter Bunny. Picture. I found Easter Bunny. Okay. So I, you know, a, a while ago, one of my uh, projects from 
two Labor Days ago, because this uh, Tim and I have a favorite thing about Labor Day in the beginning of the school year, and we talked about it on a previous podcast. Um, it's kind of like New Year's to us, so it's a reset. It, new projects get started, et cetera. So two years ago, I did this thing where I went through all my print photographs, and I did a ma- major edit, and I got rid of bags and stuff. But I still had boxes of these pictures, so I started going through them again. And this is the word for the wise. If you're doing a photo reduction thing, edit, sit for a while, edit again. Because I found a bunch of people. I'm like, why did I save this? But I came across Easter Bunny, including Easter Bunny holding it, like, like looking like he's smoking a blunt or a, a joint or something. And my mom looking like at me like, what are you doing? Like, So there are a bunch of pictures of me in the costume. None of me when they take the head off and I'm a sweaty mess in that. Ugh, it must have stunk. It was horrible. It was a rental thing. And she's like, oh, you have to do the bunny this year. You're going to be the bunny. No. <laughs> I remember I remember when I came back from the basement and I had brought a change of clothes because I remembered how this thing worked with the sweat. And my, my oldest niece, Emma, she just she goes, hmm, the bunny's not here and you're back. Hmm. <laughs> As a bunny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just crazy. So, yeah. Days gone by. Days gone by. And and at the time, I really just hated doing it. But now I look back and I think it's hysterical that, that we were, you know, family oh, yeah. stuff, yeah. right? No, it's, you know, it's, it's the charm of Connecticut. The charm. Well, and the charm of our youth, right? That's for sure. Okay, so uh, we got some stories to cover here today. We have three for you. That's what our normal format is for TFGM Button. And the first one um, comes to us from an educator, and the uh, headline reads, Teacher Perfectly Shuts Down Parent Protests Over LGBTQ Plus Influence in Schools. And his rejoinder, or his comeback was, We are just people. We exist. What is the problem? And the article is a little long for my taste to basically say that he had a very you know, direct opinion about all this nasty stuff that people have been, you know, that the community's just been under fire for the last year and a half, probably longer than that. I mean, we know it's been longer, but I mean, this whole thing with grooming and, you know, pedophilia and the schools and don't say gay, it's just like insane. And he basically said, you know, I pay my bills. I have a house. I'm married. I go to work. I go shopping. I eat food. All of these things are things that we all have in common. The only thing I could think of that I do differently than than you as he's addressing parents is what I do in the privacy of my bedroom. And then he went on to say that that is you that is sexually, like the minute you sexualize him and say, well, you're gay, um, you're sexualizing the community and you're totally removing it from you know reality. And it's a problem that the people that are complaining have and not him. I was kind of... Um, you know, this this is a this is an interesting one for me. And I felt this the reason I chose this was because this is the tug of I'm I it's almost reminds me of HRC in the past too. We're we're all we're just like everybody else except for this, but the except for this happens to be a huge, you know, Venus flytrap <laughs> for the conservative right, meaning your sexual orientation, right? Right. No, I, I was um I, I agree with you. I thought the article was a tad long, too, to get to the point. But he simply is blaming the anti-LGBTQ plus parents for imposing this sexuality or and, and bringing sex into the discussion and uh, not the other way around. So calling um, LGBTQ people pedophiles or groomers or all the other, um, you know, and sundry names, um, he feels has just been brought on by them. And it really is not... Um, the reality, as you mentioned, I, I, I'm with you on this a little bit as well. Is that 
Um, there are people that feel you shouldn't exist and it's okay to publicly say that in the USA. You know, yes, Canada just yeah. as Canada has actually issued a travel ban, travel warning to their citizens. You know, interesting sidebar from this article. I was my mouth dropped open when I read that in the paper the other day. I was like, I was like, what? Like they're in that. It wasn't just a spot part of the U.S. It was the United States that they're. Yeah, well, there's over 500 of these of anti um, what do they call them? Draconian pieces mm-hmm. of legislation. And um, and so it's it, it's crazy to me. It's not. I shouldn't say the right word. It's not crazy. But you and I have said this for a long time. If it was any other, and I'll put in quotes, minority group, meaning any other um, other group that they were saying this about, um, there'd be far more out- outrage. For some reason, I don't know where Hollywood is. I don't know where a lot of the supposed allies are by a lot of this. But the fact that they're beating up on, on drag queens and, and uh, trans kids and uh, lumping everything together um, with this old language of, you know, pedophiles. I mean, I Tropes. thought we got over that in the eighties yeah, and nineties. So it's, 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 um, which leads into your other story, which, um, you know, we'll discuss because I almost think, um, in many ways, uh, the community will go back into safe spaces and back into the closet. Uh, so <laughs> good segue, Tim. So that was the teacher who pushed back on TikTok about, um, the fact that it's not him or his orientation or his community that's sexualizing this entire dialogue. It's the people that keep bringing it up and complaining about it. And to finish this article out, he basically said, and the idea of school choice, you always had a choice. This is, this is a red herring. This, this game of like, we don't have a choice. You know, parents have had many choices. You could put your kids in private school. You can opt out of things, you know, so that that's another like, homeschool. Like, yeah, that's another do. game yeah. they play. Yeah. And the article that Tim's referring to is the next one on our agenda. And it's um, the headline reads, after decades of declines, lesbian bars are having a renaissance. From Brooklyn to Oklahoma City, a dozen new venues owned by queer women have opened their doors since 2020. And the thing that gets me about this article is the statistic that at one point, I think there were only 20 bars left in the U.S. that were. uh, So there was a peak of 200 bars in the 80s across the country that that were exclusive well they served the lesbian clientele but then it dropped to 20 and i was like 20 i mean because for some big metropolis some big areas you could say they have three here two here five there and that you're you're getting close to 20 at that point right well one of the most famous the cubby hole still is a man still is in manhattan right i mean that's still a popular it's almost like the stone wall and it's and it's uh, longevity but um, I, what I found interesting about this is many things that have been said for many years, why, why the resurgence of bars or why they're opening. And it, it says it gives the regulars a place where they can be who they are. It feels like home. It's a space where you're comfortable to be yourself. And I thought, boy, this is all going back to <laughs> what you said the, before. The, the, about, bars, the yeah. bar in the back alley with the darked out windows. And then you go mm-hmm. in there and it's, a, it's like going into Oz, right? It's a whole different place. You found your home, right? Your and home somebody life. has to tell you where it is. It's yeah. almost like you get your gay card punched when you, when you find the bar. And no um, one bothers you then, right? You, you don't get bothered by all the other outside nonsense. But it was one place you could go and feel... It was the the community town hall almost in many many regards. This article made me think of something, um, and you and I have discussed this privately and on the show a number of times. When the Supreme Court um, approved of gay marriage or made it legal nationwide, there was this whole thought process, and we we I think it was to the detriment of the community that well we've arrived we have marriage, 
and we can be we can live with a in a house in the suburbs with a white picket fence and and go to have our kids go to school you know the whole thing yeah we don't need we don't need special advertising we're going to be no. in all the commercials there's like yeah, everything everything's fine and you and i used it was to like actually, when obama was elected there's no more racism yeah it's the same thing and you and i heard from salespeople we worked with or clients gay is dead the, the, the lgbt market no you guys are everybody's like absorbed you everybody's happy. you're all part of it I think the last two years or possibly even longer um, with the last administration and all the crap that's going on now firmly puts a stake in that one. I mean, yeah. like a, in a vampire. <laughs> it's like, guess what, folks? Um, so that's that's why I think this article fascinates me. And I think that's I know that's where you were going with this idea that as they as new bars open, it's they become the space and they describe it in the article exactly the way you described it. It's a hard day at work. You connect with some friends uh, and you say, we're going to meet here, open the door, you go in and bush, you can just like not worry because you're not going to, you're in a safe space, right? Yeah. You're not going to be judged and all the other things. And, and, and to your point about Trump, they said uh, during the Obama years, there was a sense that people came into the bar just to have a good time. Then when Trump was in office, the patrons had a stronger sense of, yes, I need to be with my people, which has since reemerged in the current political environment, she said. So people will go to the bars for conversation, to go where they feel accepted and spend time with people with similar ideas and uh, ideals. So it's uh, I'm glad to see that there's a resurgence. I mean, the lesbian bars has always been, um, I think, <laughs> struggled in a lot of ways in a lot of they did. Yeah. And uh, so. So um, I was looking at the list of bar names just before we move on to the last article. And I just like Cubby Holes, one you mentioned, right? Yeah. Uh, here in Manhattan, there's the Cubby Hole, uh, there's Henrietta Hudson, famous old bar. Yeah. Um, and then there's some Brooklyn ones, uh, Mary's Bar. And where was the other Brooklyn one? Oh, here's one that was it? Doc. Yeah. Portland, Oregon has a bar called Doc Marie's. And I'm wondering if that's kind of like Doc Martin. I don't know. Uh, Chicago, Dorothy Downstairs, Worcester, Femme Bar. Brooklyn's Gingers. I like San Diego, the Gossip Grill. <laughs> <laughs> so some fun. Lipstick Lounge, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, there's a Mary's Bar in Brooklyn. Mother in San Francisco. My Sister's Room. That's an interesting name. Atlanta. Nobody's Darling. I like that one. Don't call me Darling. Chicago, Illinois. Anyway, it's great to see them coming back because it's important. It's very important. And Yeah, you know, I, I, the last lesbian bar in Philly closed. Really? And, um, so hopefully there was, there was one called, uh, there was Hepburns and there was Sisters. Were they close to the, um, to the, they were, uh, around, like the they were all and... in the, yeah, all in the, okay. that, uh, I guess they call the, the neighborhood. neighborhood, which is now called Midtown, but it depends, you know, <laughs> but, um, are you serious? Yeah, okay. but they, they, um, they closed and there was a, a big article about, uh, kind of the sadness of it for, uh, for the lesbian sports fans, particularly it was a place where. They used to host a lot of sporting things where if women would go watch the Super Bowl or something similar mm -hmm. to guys going to a sports bar. But so who knows? Maybe Philadelphia will get one again. So it's all about, you know, do you have the is there the clientele to make it happen? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And our last piece, uh, Tim found and I'd read this as well. Um, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy to leave the wrapping to the real Slim Shady after Eminem licensers cease and desist letter so um eminem's record label at his behest sent vivek ramaswamy a, a letter saying hey you know enough with using our song at your rallies because vivek is a rapper and you know I, I would say that if he was really a rapper he would be rapping his own stuff not eminem's but 
I just think it's interesting when politicians get pissed off when a musician uh, legally objects to the un to the un you know supported use of his material. Like you know, Trump complained about it with some stuff, Vivek. But the more the broader thing with Vivek Ramaswamy was, um, I can't believe this guy is. Am I imagining that he is a complete chameleon? Oh yeah, he, he's a total snake oil salesman. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's. You know, he's latched on to, of course, he grew up with, uh, he was born in 1985. For God's oh, okay. Sense. So he grew up with, with hip hop and rap music. And he was at the Iowa State Fair and uh, he busted into this, you know, Lose Yourself, the, the, the uh, Eminem song. And as the Ohio, Iowa governor and a few other people just kind of looked on in amazement. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, I would guess, maybe not the um, the people that were at the Iowa Fair had expected. I watched. I don't know if you watched the. Oh, um, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's. Um, <laughs> but you're right. It's similar to when the village people told Trump. I don't know whether they told him not to use it or he had licensed YMCA. Yeah. And a few of the other songs that, uh, you know, people don't necessarily either want to be associated with or don't feel that um it's representative rem did i think that i forget who it was i think trump might have used an rem song too and they were furious but i guess if you get the rights to it you can use it yeah um, i you know it's a it's an interesting area to me and i think the thing that i was most amused by when trump was using songs was like you know he would have <laughs> macho man play well, the gay anthems yeah, yeah like yeah like the only thing he really With all the others gays are bad they're I mean, bad people. Why? Yeah, MC, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if he came on stage to in the Navy, you know, like. Oh, macho man. Oh, the macho man. Thing. I mean, and he does that little thing with his little hands and he does his little dance thing. I just, I Was feel Bill like. Mar, Bill Maher did a thing, Skid. I don't know if you saw where, the, you know, Trump does that dance with the two fists back and forth. Uh-huh, that's what Because he yeah. looks like he's jerking off two guys. <laughs> That's what Bill Maher said. Yeah, oh I've got God. the I got the picture of it somewhere. I should post it to the Facebook page. <sighs> you know this thing. I, I'll just, so what I was saying about Vivek uh, Ramaswamy being a co- total chameleon. Since his debate performance, a lot of attention's been paid to him. He's young. He's this. He talks fast. He interrupts people. He he's basically like a car, a mini a mini me for for Trump. But he has definitely waffled and changed his positions within the last six forty eight to twenty four hours, and even to a book that he wrote a while ago. Sure. I mean. He went from but that's saying, a Republican way. That's okay. You know we that. do it, and we—I mean, progressives do it or liberals do it. Oh my God, how can you? But the, it's that's how they get away with everything. Yeah. If you excuse every single behavior as well, it's just fine for me. Not well, look at the way Rubio and Graham and oh my Paul Rand, all of them, even Ted Cruz, mm-hmm. were with Trump, and then all of a sudden he's the great savior. All the mm-hmm. criticism stopped, and they're they're petrified of the guy. I don't get it. You and I have talked about this privately. There must be some compromise. What was that Russian word? Compromise? You know, this compromising material. I, I, who knows what they have on any of these people? It's just crazy. But to finish up that article, Vivek has been shut down from using Eminem, pers- pers- specific Eminem songs. So uh, he'll have to find a different rap thing to imitate, which might be problematic because if the only way he knows how to rap is to imitate Eminem, you know, might be a problem. All right, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, Critics' Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987, is a partner of ours here on TFG Unbuttoned. We want to thank them for being with us for so long since the start of the show. Um, And it's Criterion Month, uh, and there's a bunch of Criterion titles available at uh, Critics' Choice Video. In fact, on the homepage, I'm looking at a 
movie that I used in last year's game, 12 Angry Men, fantastic movie. And when Criterion does a film, it's remastered, the audio's cleaned up, there's all these great extras, uh, director commentary, actor commentary, observations. We call it the gold standard. So uh, Criterion gave us a whole bunch of movies to give away in the month of September. And we're going to play a game called Pick That Flick. It's really easy. I'm going to play a really short audio clue from a movie. If you know what movie it came from, send your guess to letters at focusgroupradio.com, letters at focusgroupradio.com with your guess. And if it's an email you don't check too often, you might want to include your mailing address. We only use it to send out the disc. I have a combination of Blu-rays and DVDs, some great titles from the Criterion Collection, and we're going to give away a bunch each week. So you, if you don't get one week, you're going to get another week and another week after that. So lots of opportunities. So here is this week's clue. Why are you crying, children? What happened in this room? What did your mother do to you? Something about a pillow. Hmm. <laughs> Should I play it again, Tim? Yeah. I, are you vaguely thinking something? I think, is this, did this come out recently? No. In the last 10 years? The movie? No. Oh, okay. So I'm way off. Oh, no. Well, let, me, <laughs> uh, let me play it again. Why are you crying, children? What happened in this room? What did your mother do to you? Something about a pillow. Mm, something about a pillow. <laughs> uh, letters at focusgroupradio.com with your guests. And I'm going to say that uh, our listeners have never really failed us. Did you mention to me once that the only time someone didn't get something was... Um, it was on Sirius XM, and you did a... Um, <laughs> the Big it Clock. It was a movie from the 20s, right? Was the it the 20s or 30s? Yeah. 30s or 40s. With Which the, was shocking, because because you actually did one with just a soundscape that people were able to do from... <laughs> Star Trek transporters. Star Trek, yeah. <laughs> but you Star Trek people are crazy anyways. <laughs> so you would know all that stuff. As John said, if you know what that uh, clue is, it... Um, Go to letters at focusgroupradio.com and uh, also be sure to check out Critics' Choice video. As John said, it's Criterion Month and uh, start shopping away there. We appreciate them being with us since uh, since we've started. So we hope you all have a great week. Also, don't forget to catch our show, The Focus Group with Tim Bennett and John Nash on Wednesdays and released in audio on Saturdays. And as John mentioned, um, it's also Criterion Month over there. So there's lots of chances to win and uh, partake so we appreciate uh, Criterion and our friends at uh, Deep Discount and Critics Choice so we hope you all have a great week and we'll see you uh, on the Focus Group take care it's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash available every Tuesday learn more about Tim and John Unbuttoned and all of the Focus Group platforms at focusgroupradio.com <laughs>